Hey guys, this is Anoop. I'm sure you've heard. I have a startup called Renta. You can visit me at renta.com, R-E-N-T-A-H.com. The idea is you could rent any type of good service or space. So you could rent uh, Arturo to teach you Brazilian jiu-jitsu, or you could rent uh, my friend Andy to uh, set up your podcasting equipment for your next gig, or you could rent uh, the Philosophy of Fighting podcast to uh, promote a commercial on our podcast or some gear, right? Like our friend Michael Shear did, if you want some Wu-Tang apparel. So uh, check out Renta, it would mean a lot to me. Cheers. Welcome to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast with your hosts, Arturo and Anu. All right, episode 63. How was your weekend, dude? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty low-key. Not much happened. Waiting for the week to start. Watch the Giants tomorrow. I was just going to say, your Giants play the Cowboys tomorrow. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I put some money on the Cowboys. No, on the Giants. Sorry. Really? Yeah, the spread is only one. And you think the Giants are actually going to win? I'm a little nervous about tomorrow. I do. They got Cooper Rush starting the Cowboys. I don't know. I've seen him play. He's not good. (laughs) <laughs> he's 2-0 and as a starter. But yeah, I mean, he's not that good, but I mean, it's the NFL. Like, anybody's good enough. Sure, yeah, anything could happen. They keep giving Ezekiel Elliott the ball, even though Tony Pollard's better. I just think, like, the Cowboys are a wreck, and the Giants seem like they're doing pretty okay, so. <sighs> I hope so. We'll see. I, I hope so. I think that um, win, especially division win against the Cowboys, will make you really feel like, oh, the Giants are in it this season. Yeah, I'm just happy we're two and zero. It's the first time in like 12 years, and we never win the first game. And we've been like the worst team in the league over the last five years. So, anything mm-hmm. to be happy about is I'm just happy. Fair. I'm just happy that I get to like that. It's not like the season's already over. All right. So in the fight world, I found this really interesting stat that of all the active fighters in the UFC, only one hasn't been. USADA tested in the last year. Who is it? Connor. Connor McGregor. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I mean, because he looks like a juice head. It, it looks like his head is like actually way bigger than it's ever been. And like he might have trouble even making 170. Like he looks jacked. That's wild. Some people and, feel as though Connor's never going to fight again. Like John Jones. It's just like a well, there's a lot of talks about Mayweather Connor again. Speaking of which, did you see Mayweather just won his last exhibition? No, who did he fight? I just saw that he had an exhibition. I didn't even know he had one. I forgot who he fight. I forgot. Let's let's, let's look that up. It was someone just like the last guy, I feel like. Who was the last guy? Wasn't it like some flyweight kickboxer or something? Yeah. He knocks out MMA star Mikuru Asakura. I don't know who Mikuru Asakura is. Yeah, no one does. (laughs) <laughs> but Floyd so tools him. Floyd, it's crazy Floyd still looks fast still looks good I mean it is in relation to that fighter but that, that's still impressive to me he made 20 million dollars for that bout for three rounds yeah and Manny, Manny Pacquiao was ringside <laughs> it, it's funny that there's even talks of Mayweather McGregor because it's like they're of so little relevance now like does it worse, do well it still does well because people are shallow and they like to see the spectacle 
but it i don't know actually maybe people there's enough other stuff out there to watch like it'll do well but it, i don't it won't be what honestly, it was honestly if six it's its own ago. event i don't care to watch it i'll just catch the highlights like i don't i'm not dying to see that it all depends on what I'm doing that day. If I'm not doing anything, then I'll be like, I'll stream it. I'll watch it. Find it. Yeah, but you won't, uh, I won't pay. Time. I won't pay for it. I, yeah, I definitely, definitely wouldn't not. pay for it. What do you think about rumors of McGregor and Nate doing their own fight on their own? Yeah, that's cool. Because who cares? That's like a fun okay. fight amongst them. And it's not. Do you like think that's more show. likely than the Mayweather? I think we have to see that later. Because McGregor's still under contract with UFC, so I could imagine that like happening three years down the line, like mm. it, and it would be like random. It'd be like fuck it, let's throw it back, and that would be like a, I don't know, like a Rocky Five situation or something. Like you know, like it's just a fun exhibition, like just two old guys fighting. Like let's see them go all out, like you know, for bragging rights. Like that would be a good fight. I think we all want to see Diaz McGregor three. But do. we don't want to be told that it's for like a title shot or, you know what I mean? Like that there's actually implications. Yes. Because they're clearly out of their prime and there are better fighters out there. 100%. But I would definitely enjoy watching that fight. I, Diaz choking out McGregor in the first one was, I think, a top five fight moment for me. It was a huge deal for everybody. It shocked the world. I wasn't that shocked. I was... I feel like people that like the sport were like, yo, Diaz is good. This is like a good fight. Mm-hmm. But Connor was on such a streak and it just felt like everything was scripted. That's what I mean. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Like, yeah, it was a good rewrite. And I loved it. Whatever. All these people are just milking all this extra money for what they, if they can. Why not? $20 million for I know. three rounds. Yeah. It's, like, I, yeah. It, it's bonkers to me that that money is generated at all. Or maybe that I just, geez, top-notch guys are taking hits taking losses maybe I, I don't know it's just hard for me to believe that that draws that much money there's also just a lot of rich people that have a lot of money and i guess they, like the adcc princes you know yeah and i've heard certain things too where they could just have massive write-offs like so even if you lose like 12 million on an event if this is like five percent of one guy's business because he has money and gas and oil and other shit like right this is just just taking it as a hit that's so dumb that's so crazy not not even a hit it's like oh i get to hang out with these people that i love like it's just yeah it's just money to play with and they don't care and who cares it gives them notoriety so it just adds fame it's like worth it for them i guess so speaking of nate diaz choking out conor mcgregor and jokes you saw tom hardy win jujitsu tournament that made some news of course i think it was cool that he competed in the gi yeah, he has competed before. Yeah, I don't know if I would have respected him more for gi or no gi, but I was like, all right, like he just came off kind of traditional. He just showed up. And I was like, imagine you sign up for a tournament and then you're rolling against Bane. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. I yeah. think that's so fucking cool. Yeah. But it's and also, it, yeah, what were you going to say? He won as a blue belt too, which is, you know, it's tough. I think blue belt is like the most competitive brackets there are. I know I have to join a tournament. I get nervous because, yeah, I'm like, I'm going to fight somebody that's just like almost a purple. Good. Yeah, I know. Good. I know. It's like, but yeah, good for him. They said on Google Trends that it's like spiking now in Great Britain and England, like BJJ search. Like a lot of people are just searching BJJ now because of Tom Hardy. And I kind of agreed. Like I thought it was Tom Hardy, but you felt as though that's giving too much credit to Tom Hardy. Yeah, I I, I think... 
yeah, that infographic of like, oh, searches and you know, interest in BJJ is up since Tom Hardy won a tournament. And I just, that's a real jump for causation for me. Like I, I like if Tom Cruise like did boxing, would there be more boxing increases? Like, I don't think anyone cares. Not that Definitely. much. I think even with that example you gave, Tom Cruise got into a real boxing match though at a local tournament and he just showed up and he's like boxing somebody. That would get like, I think half a million people would watch that on YouTube instantly. Okay, well, do you think Jake Paul got more people into boxing? Yeah, I think okay, so. Okay, then why haven't we seen that infographic? Okay, because boxing is already that much more popular than jujitsu. So say Jake Paul brought 100,000 people, new people to boxing. Well, boxing already has like 5 million fans where if Tom Hardy brings 100,000 people to jujitsu, that's like double the amount of people that are doing jujitsu. So it's just yes. jujitsu starting at a lower point. So it's going to just have a greater increase. I don't know. I find it super hard to believe that that is the reason or that's the sole reason. Like ADCC just happened. So people are probably seeing reels in their feed of the greatest ever. I had several people actually come up to me like, oh, I saw like the world championship for jujitsu was this last weekend or something. I'm like, yeah, pretty much. Like they have no interest in jiu-jitsu, but they did know about it from the virality of that. That's the biggest event of the year. So it was one of those things where I'm like, that could have been it, not Tom Hardy. Dude, we live in a world of celebrity culture. Like, like half of the singing shows are just people lip singing or covering okay, okay. other songs. It's okay. just watching celebrities do things. Like, oh, the, have the a celebrities dancing. That's women. Yeah, so maybe women are searching jiu-jitsu. Okay, okay, maybe, yeah, it's a, maybe it's a shit ton of... No, but I think it's like a lot of people. I agree with you, but I think there's like a lot of people. It's just in algorithms now. And it was a unique thing for a celebrity to do. Like I, they know people train and they know some celebrities train like Ashton Kutcher and whatnot, mm. but they don't go into just a regular competition and compete. And so it's kind of fun. Plus regular people don't even go to competitions. Like people's families don't yeah. even go to some, like nobody yeah. goes. So it's like kind of like, old school and cool he just shows up in a gym and yeah. is rolling with people and i think tom hardy kind of gives off that vibe where he's like kind of a like a badass he's always playing like tough characters but also kind of humble-ish you know what i mean like he doesn't seem like a tom cruise like super clean cut so i feel like there's like something like oh tom hardy does this like okay i should look into imagine it. imagine meeting a member at your gym like oh when did you start jujitsu and the guy's like, oh, just a couple of weeks ago, what made you think about doing that? And they say Tom Hardy. You'd be like, okay, well, really? Well, you know who the answer was before that? Who? Joe Rogan. Oh, I, I never heard anyone say that. I'm sure heard there of, is. No, I'm sure there is for sure. But I've never heard I know a couple people. I know a couple people that are like, oh, yeah, I listen to Rogan and he always talked about it. And so I went in. And so there is that like. Yeah, but that's a little bit different because like. I think I got into it because of Rogan, I think, maybe. I don't even okay, remember fully. He has, like, the biggest platform, and he's always promoting jiu-jitsu in, like, such an eloquent way. Like, it's yeah. different than Tom Hardy just going out, winning a tournament, and not really saying shit about it. I just think our culture is so celebrity-based and centric, and it just was on everybody's Instagram feed, and they had articles. And I was in a group chat with a lot of people that don't even like talking about jiu-jitsu, and somebody posted... Oh, Tom Hardy just did this. So okay. Yoda, so I do shout think, out to Yoda. 
yeah. I do think there are some people like, especially women, like if Kim Kardashian just did a jujitsu tournament and won, I do think women in jujitsu would like spike. But yeah, it would. Guys, but also you're looking too deep into it because this is also just search. So it's not like they're all gonna go in and start signing okay. up now. Fair. But for search, like I think it's like enough to be like, yo, let me check this out. What is he doing? Plus, he was wearing the gi. So I think like that adds maybe like a little bit of a mystique where it's like before they've been like, oh, it's just wrestling and there's nothing to search. But it was like blue belt and like I think there's like something maybe. to it. I think you're right too. You also brought up in a conversation with me, like it could also be Leon Edwards and it could be like yeah. a few a few ADCC was also like around the corner. Mm-hmm. But I think like the Tom Hardy thing. Yeah, I think anything it's like, oh, finally I saw the you know what I mean? Like you see one thing, you don't care enough to look it up. You see another thing, you don't care enough to look it up. Mm. But then, all right, now like he's also doing it. Like, am I missing out on something that the rest mm. of the world knows? And then people will start searching. Gotcha. Yeah. I, okay. I could see that. But I was also a little pissed he was doing it because I was like, you're ready, like handsome and rich and cool and popular. And now it's like, yo, I probably can't even tap you out. Like you're just better than <laughs> me in every single thing. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Let me have something over you. Yeah, let us have something over. That's what people on the forums were saying. Like, dude, oh, that's please, funny. like, that's in, in a similar situation. To regular people. In a similar situation, I'm playing someone in fantasy football this week, and we're both like not good. And I'm like, fuck. If I lose this, I don't want to be last place. Damn. <laughs> and so, like, he's at my gym and stuff, and he's lifting, and he get and he lifts a little bit more weight than me. I'm like, God damn, are you gonna let me have anything <laughs> this week? Like, fuck. It sucks. I know. Like Mario. <laughs> I know. But I respect him. In the end, it's just good. It's like friendly banter. But I would love to roll. Someone was saying like Jonah Hill rolls at like a gym sometimes in New York, but it mm. has to be privates. And then someone was like, why does he only do privates? And then I was like, because people like me would hunt would him and kill to, him. Yeah, would love to just choke him out. I'd have that one thing. I'd be like, yes. Like I... For me, that's a huge deal. Like our lives are very regular, you know, where for him, yeah, he's always know. the if target. I was maybe it's just who I am. I never say no to sparring, like ever. And so I it's one of those that. things where like, if I had that celebrity and everyone wanted to spar me, it would be the best. I would invite it all. Same. Plus I'm a good guy. So if I am the guy that is super rich and famous and surrounded by models and stuff, I'd be like, all right. Good, tap me out. Like I'll give yeah. you, like you know, like good. Have these victories. Like you're better than even me this. on Saturdays. I do jujitsu and kickboxing, and every time I do jujitsu, you know, like we're doing like these long hard rounds. It's like Saturdays, like everyone's there. Everyone's really good. That shows up, and it's like man, I'm getting roasted for like you know, it's an hour of rolling. Sometimes an hour and a half of rolling. Like it's a long time, and then like mm-hmm. you know, so in my mind, I'm like, ah, I should take a couple of rounds off just so I should I could do like. I'll be better at kickboxing. And in my head, I'm like, oh, you know, like there, I can get hurt a bit. I can make sure I'm smart. Never once took a single round off of jiu-jitsu every weekend. <laughs> I just can't. I have like the world's worst FOMO. I think also you're a good coach. And so we'll pl- you want to get better, but I think also you want to be a good teammate, like Elias said. You know, yeah. Elias was like, don't rest. So other people could work. And I'm still not that good at it. When I'm really tired, I'd be like, I don't want to roll because... I'll take a round off because I don't want to just suck. But then lately I've been trying more to not do that and be like, all right, good. Let them smash me at least. And I'll have to get better at some other things. Yeah. If I say no, I'm disappointed in myself and then I'm disappointed for them. I'm like, it's like a double whammy. Like I can't, I can't do it. I'm going to try to remember that and not 
not rest this week. Just continue yeah. to go. And even if I am super tired, just try to swim. Yeah. And, and then like when I get into kickboxing, I could feel like I'm just drained. I'm already like, I lost 10 pounds on the mat before. And then like, I'm doing rounds where these guys are fresh. Like it's not the same people on the mat at all. So I'm like, all right, play a long game, keep them away. You don't have to do too much. And then little by little, you kind of just get back into it again and ramp back up. Yeah. It, it's yeah. an interesting thing. I, yeah. If I'm Tom Hardy or Jonah Hill or any of these guys, I'm not sure I would even have the desire to do like just privates. I think you lose out on the vat, like part of the value that is jujitsu, which is like, or any wrestling, boxing, whatever, judo, all of it, of being around real people that are like you or similar, slightly different, like that community. Cause I figure if you're a celebrity, nobody shits on you. Like you need to be like a normal person. You need to have friends that like make fun of you a little bit or yeah. like to humble you. You can't, but if you're a celebrity, like your agent loves you, your manager loves you, yeah, everybody most loves you. Don't seek that out though. Yeah. And, but that's why I think like you need to have that mental Awareness. strength to realize yeah. I live in a fake world and I need to have some things where I'm around regular people mm-hmm. and, and these regular people and everyone is real on the mat because you're competitive slightly, you know, mm-hmm. so, like I'm not talking about being a dick and like pulling too hard on an arm bar, but like, yeah, someone's trying to choke. Yeah, because they're trying to win. It's like somebody trying to dunk on you. Like, don't mm. you want somebody to dunk on you or you want them to let you win? I feel like, yeah, you, get, you can't have the privates. But also, you get a black eye or a broken arm, then you might have to stop filming a movie and then like 30 people are out of a job for like a little bit. So it is a little bit. Sure, but like tap sooner. And if it's incidental, could have happened with anyone anytime. Yeah, but there's always those stipulations where you can't even like. There's rules and contracts. You can't ride a motorcycle, or you can't oh, yeah, these sports, sure. or you can't like. You get hurt, you're fucked. So yeah, I yeah. If you got something like that going on, sure, I guess I get it. I don't think that's the case though. Yeah, plus a lot of these people are not always filming, so don't right fight when you film. But then afterwards, be real, like you know, and like go in. I like to think Tom Hardy is cool though. If he joined the competition, like I like to believe he got in it for the right things you think tom hardy beats mario lopez i think it's a good match because mario lopez i think has legit wrestling experience like, i think like it, not just ac slater but i think he was like a wrestler in high school that's why they incorporated into mm-hmm. saved by the bell and you are they the same bu- size i know tom hardy's small i don't know how big mario lopez is i don't think he's that big though is tom hardy small yeah like how small like, what do you mean? I'm pretty sure he's only like 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, like, he can't be that heavy. They made him look huge when he was Bane. Oh, yeah. He looked, yeah, a monster. I would have guessed he was like 5'10", 185. I think that's a lot of people think he is, but he's not. He's smaller than that. This says he's about 5'10", 165. Really? All right. I, yeah, I, I don't buy that. I, I'm pretty sure he's less than 5'10". And I know like 165 would be a reach. So he's like my size? Closer? To I want to say he is something like that. Wow, I would have assumed like, yeah, he was like a bigger dude. Yeah, after Bane, you're like, yo, he's six foot 200, right? Like he's got to be. Yeah, like he could get up to 200. Or like 5'10", 200. Like in, the, in the movie The Warrior, he looked up i don't know who's like a fighter that's like short and stocky but like he looked like a bigger version of matt sarah but like okay yeah, i was gonna say like a chad mendez yes you know i would have said a little bit bigger i would have that would have been amazing if i was in a competition where i get to roll with tom hardy like 
that'd be so much fun just to get that pick afterwards. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's cool. I like it. You think uh, you think but Tom think Hardy would beat Jonah Hill? Jonah Hill's a lot bigger. Yeah, I think he beats Jonah Hill. Okay. I don't right, feel like can't. Jonah Hill. Like Jonah Hill loves jujitsu, like based on his like Instagram posts and like the way he talks about it and things he's mentioned in videos. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like Tom Hardy has a little bit more of that like fighter mentality. Maybe he just acts like a fighter, but I don't know. I think act as if. I think he fucks up Jonah Hill. All right. Then I also wanted to mention Dana White says he only has like ten years to live. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was weird. He said he met a biologist that could study DNA. Is that even possible? Where yeah, you can't really, you can't do that. Just based on your genetics, you're going to live for 10 more years. Like, yeah, you can use data to like help you, but that doesn't mean you have 10 years to live. That just says like someone with your genes has about that life expectancy. You can say that, but to say you're going to die in 10 years, I'm like, oh, you're misreading how that is. You can't like read like if your cells are deteriorating at a certain point. Like, can we figure out like half life of certain elements? So Not maybe? ten years out. Usually, you can tell that stuff like, oh, you got a year to live, six months to live, like something along those lines. And even then, they give you like a decent range. The further out you go, the bigger that margin of error becomes. So ten mm. years would be like give or take. 10 you know what i mean like if they give you like oh you got one more year like yeah maybe you get two you know what i mean like it's almost a hundred percent margin of error in, the, in those regards so as i'm saying i'm like all right 10 years or you can live 20 which was like a full life anyway like it doesn't yeah i don't know i think people are reading into that like what imagine that guy's just a ufc fan and he just wants dana to like do better so he's like a part of the next 10 years and like that's his way of motivating Dana just be like yo you're gonna die so everything yeah ASAP he's like oh shit I gotta set up the best fights let me get John Jones let me sign in Ganu and like it changes his whole perspective on business where he's like now it's not something about the money far out they you know they would use that all the time like to appoint the new king when the queen dies or right before that or or Joe Biden getting really close to that age. Like, they would be doing that all the time. Yeah, they might be. They might be doing it. Like, and just keeping rich- it on hush? Nah, it's too big to keep hush. I saw, I've been, I always follow all the conspiracy stuff, and then, like, they'll show the wrinkles in people's skins, and they're like, yo, this is the flap where they put their mask on. And it's like, <laughs> so it's not even these people. But you start seeing enough of it, you're like, holy shit, is this, like, and Dana White's like a billionaire almost. So I think those things start with billionaires anyway. And then they trickle down to us. And then eventually it's like, we get it when it doesn't even matter. But Oh, man. Speaking of conspiracies, of one of the guys from my gym was like, hey, man, uh, what do you think about, what do you know about 10th Planet Mission Gorge? I'm like, oh, it's a 10th Planet gym in San Diego. And I was like, why? What about it? He's like, oh, you know, I'm thinking about like trying out a class there and stuff. He's like, is there anything I should know about that gym? And I was like, oh, like, how do you explain 10th Planet to someone that doesn't do jujitsu? And so I was like, all right, they're definitely like, I was like, let's put it like this. They all smoke a lot of weed, especially that location, too. They're kind of like the epitome of that, too. So, <laughs> like Exactly what you think of 10th Planet is like they got that locked, this location. So. I was like, they smoke a lot of weed, which is, you know, I don't think anyone thinks that's a bad thing, but I'm like, just be prepared for that, like, stonerish vibe. But more so, everyone there, just about everyone, will believe in more than five different conspiracies. 
And he's like, really? And I was like, yeah, like most people are pretty like cool about it. Some people are really serious about it. You'll definitely have people that'll ask. You'll definitely meet a flat earther. I just put it like that. And he's like, oh, that sounds even kind of more entertaining now. And I'm like, yeah, it can be. Like, if you have a good sense of humor, it'll be even funner for you. He's like, all right, right on, right on. meet him in a year and he's like, no, no, yo, they actually do know the truth. And he like changes like fully. <laughs> no, but I was like, also like that personality plays out into their jujitsu style too. Like it's laid back, but it's also like very different and weird. And they're thinking along different lines and different metas, like. That's also what kind of makes them kind of brilliant in jujitsu. Yeah. So I was like, just it's out there, but it's great though. You should totally go. I just don't know if I could learn from someone that thinks the earth is flat. Like, it's a different realm. I know, but it's just like a part of me. It's like. So long as they don't take themselves too serious with it for me. I think if, you if they're always the trying to convince flat. me that the earth is flat, it's annoying. I'm out. But that's just people in my life in general, like let alone a business. I just think the fact that they both hurt. Yeah, sure. But whether you're pro-abortion or, you know, pro-choice, you know, if people are constantly putting it down your throat, yes, it's annoying. But if they're not, of course, they could still teach you whatever. Yeah, maybe. I just know I'll learn more if I respect the person. I also probably shouldn't compare pro-choice and pro-abortion with flat earth. But exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You know what I'm saying, though? Yeah, it's just the flat earth. It's just too like, I don't know. The lizard people is fun to talk about, though. Oh, so I get, I get what you're kind of saying. I guess the geog- I'm like, someone will believe in lizards. Let's just put it like that. I kind of want to believe in the lizard theory. because <laughs> I think we just live in multiple worlds. Like the, We don't really know what's going on. Most people have no idea about what's happening. So I feel like there's a chance. It's a simulation. Or we're a sim- yeah, that's another one, too. So I, I should be in 10th Planet because I think... I think you there's, would love 10th Planet. Honestly, I think you would either five. be entertained or you'd have like the funnest conversations with some of these people. The thing is, though, I always feel like I'm the person that just goes against the grain. So in a normal place, I'd be like, well, I could kind of see where they're coming from with some conspiracies where mm-hmm. I think if I'm at 10th Planet, I'm going to be like, no, this is why it's not true. And then, Yeah, yeah, you're going to turn to the other person. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be like, all right, guys, this is, we're going too far. <laughs> And then everyone will murder me on the map. I love it, though, because there are people there that have really good senses of humor about that, though. Like, even though they might believe in, like, the crazy shit, they also kind of know that they are a little crazy. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It is funny. Oh, yeah. You, you're you the ones that figured it out. Congratulations. You know, like, you yeah. did it. Like, you... <laughs> shit. Yeah, I don't know. Everything. Everything is, like, what do they say? Like, you're, if you're... It's the smart people that aren't confident. You know, and yeah. it's like the dumb ones that have just like are so cocksure about everything. 100%. And then so you have to be sure about something, I feel like, to start doing it and getting it done. So like, nope, like all the smart people are like, oh, let's think about it. Let's analyze it. Meanwhile, somebody's already a mile down the road mm-hmm. and like spreading this other information. I think in the documentary, The Social Dilemma, they said fake news spreads six times faster than real news. Dang. Yeah, you know, I saw something I saw something online today about a woman, maybe a journalist, whatever it was. The president of Iran was to be interviewed by her in New York, and he didn't do the interview because she wouldn't wear a headdress. Uh, Hijab. There you go. 
And so I was like, oh, and so it seems like she was being paraded for like sticking up for like, you know, like women's rights, like that's what she believes. But apparently the president only accepted that interview because she had previously worn it with other interviews several times before that. So it was in one of those things. But those times were in Iran. Also, those times were her choice. And so it was like, it was so, okay. So it was done out of like a thing of respect to get the interview. So this is actually really interesting. And I think it does relate to fighting, like what's going on in Iran. Okay. So in Iran, there was a Kurdish woman. She was 22 years old. She was on vacation with her family Mm -hmm. and she did not have the hijab on properly. And in Iran, it's mandatory. So the Islamic police took her in and then people saw her getting beat in a van. And then her parents, they showed her, she went to the hospital. They brought her parents to the hospital. She was bruised up and then she died. And, and they told the parents, oh, she had a heart attack. She collapsed. She was a 22 year old woman that never had any trouble, Dang. health troubles. And then basically they're like, no, you beat her to death. And we saw her bruises when we were in the hospital and they didn't shut up about it. And so now there are protests, riots, fighting that's happening all over Iran. And Iran is a country that has these things happen like every few years, right? Like everything I've heard about Iran is the people are amazing. Like the type of place where if you went on vacation and you were like walking around and somebody knew you weren't from there, they'd be like, oh, you have to come over and eat. And then you would just be part of some family, like, you know, for like a week. And they'd be like, no, no, you got to eat this. You got to meet this. and You got to talk. They would just show you around. But the government is super repressive and super just like assholes, you know, like they'll just throw you in jail without any cause. There was a guy that was interviewed by Jon Stewart and then the Iranian government took him in and just threw him in jail for months. No trial, no nothing. They're like, oh, you're a spy. So this what's happening was sparked by the hijab. So that's why the woman was like, you can't force me to wear the hijab for this ah, interview. I see. I see. And, if, and plus, he probably would have used that interview and then shown that to Iran and be like, look at these foreigners wearing the hijab. They respect ah. it. Because a lot of women now are taking off their hijabs and burning it in the street. Dang. Being like, it should be a choice. Like, it shouldn't be like you're forced to wear. And it's ironic because in India right now, there's like, some Muslim people are protesting to wear the hijab because there's rules. Same thing in Europe, like schools are secular. There should be no religious affiliation. So you can't even wear like a star of David or a cross on your neck and same thing. But Muslim people tend to be a lot more involved in their religion, you know, than others. So they're get they get pissed when they can't express it. So right now what's happening in Iran is like the reverse where they're like, you shouldn't fucking kill people for not wearing the hijab. And so it's the protests are wild. People are burning cars. People are rioting in the streets. People are taking out their hijabs. And I've seen three videos at least. Well, I've seen many videos of cops getting and military people getting the shit kicked out of them and like swarmed. But I've also seen like three videos of like flying sidekicks and people just getting like fucking kicked off of bikes and just smashed. And then I started researching a little bit of like Iranians fight culture, like Iran is considered maybe the third best country when it comes to wrestling. It's like the U S Russia and Iran. 
And Iran actually has a huge, they're really high in the rankings for Taekwondo as well. Mm. And they do like a lot of Muay Thai. So it's, and it's like a very mountainous country. So I'm like, this is like, they're tough people, you know, they're like the Persians. Oh yeah, for sure. And I've seen a lot of, I study like a lot of protest stuff happening elsewhere in the world. And I was like, yo, these guys feel tougher than some of the other people I've seen. Like I haven't seen so many flying sidekicks and people just like, properly surrounding like a cop or a group of people and then just swarming and i was like i don't know if you really don't love your government you should be training how to fight right it shouldn't <laughs> be just guns like you should be training how to fight yeah and so i was like that it's definitely harder to subdue a country that loves how to wrestle and kick you know and punch and do flying sidekicks and that yeah. are built agreed i wonder if it's gonna really take off this protest or if it'll be like other like Iran also shut down the internet and they're saying a lot more people are dying now by shutting down the internet. But I'm following like some Instagram pages that are like low key. Whoa. Yeah. Cause not to get too historical in like 2011, everything's related to food. When food prices increase, people start protesting. And the last time food was this expensive in that part of the world was 2011. And you had the Arab spring. So you had revolutions in Egypt, you had revolutions in Tunisia, you had revolutions in Libya. But you also had like revolutions almost happening in Syria and Iran. The first countries I met, I mentioned, they were like, all right, we can't stop it. And the presidents left and they got in trouble and they fled or in Libya, Gaddafi got murdered. But Syria and Iran will just fucking kill their people. They're like, we're not going to let you, pro- we're not going to let you protest and kick us out. Like we're keeping power. And Iran has maintained their power. Mm. But eventually they won't. Like eventually the people just keep getting more and more angry and this is another time where food is expensive because of the war in Russia and Ukraine. And so I don't think like this is just because of the hijab. Like there's so many other mm. factors that are contributing to it. Sure. But that that's the straw that broke the camel's back and people are ready to fight. And I wonder if they take it far. That is interesting. Yeah. Do you think most fights are like that? Even like interpersonally where yeah. like it's just like the straw that breaks the camel's back people let yeah. things mount up there's that famous quote i think it was like socrates or plato where it's like everybody's fighting a battle yes so for sure it's but that's not like guy it's like your own personal battles though it could be other things too yeah sure but i yeah so i don't think it's like oh you cut the like that guy cut you off and so now he that's why he wants to fight you just that mm-hmm. he's pissed about something else because i've okay. been cut off where i never got angry because i'm happy that day but then there's maybe True. times I've been cut off where that's like, you motherfucker. And it has to be outside circumstances. Are you aware of those outside circumstances? Yeah, but it doesn't matter. We're human, right? So it's like, I'm horny. No, I understand so this, I'm that. angry, so I'm that. Like, no, but sometimes so I feel like I'm just mad at that this time and not at another time. And I don't really have anything else to be making me that way. I just think there's something. Like today I was blowing maybe. the leaves and the plug kept coming out and tangling. And I was like, motherfucking shit. Like, I was so pissed, you know, and I'm just outside. Mm. And I'm like, I'm turning into an old, angry man. Like, <laughs> just yelling at, like, the wires. But it's Yo, Maybe you're things. pissed because you don't want to be there to begin with. It, it, no, I didn't mind. Oh, okay. Was, I don't it know. It was like <laughs> other, th- I, but I know it's like other things. It's like oh, work stuff, money stuff, mm, family okay. stuff. It's like stress stuff. Because if I was doing that as a kid, maybe, I don't know, maybe I would. I hate wires, but. Mm-hmm. I think there's always outside circumstances that are happening. And I especially think like when you look at revolution stuff, it's bigger than we think. 
We would like to thank one of our sponsors, Protect Your Neck MMA. It's like the Wu-Tang song. They have a lot of great rash guards and shorts, make great gifts. If you go to our Instagram page, philosophy underscore fighting, you'll find the link to Protect Your Neck MMA, and you'll get a 15% discount on any of the goods that they sell. Tell Michael Shear, the owner, that you know us. Great people. These are created by jujitsu guys for jujitsu guys or any combat sport and fans of 90s hip hop. All right. Cheers. All right. So changing beats here. You know, there's a one FC this weekend. No, it's fine. I didn't even know it was even on, but it's another one of the uh, prime ones. Oh, it's not even this weekend. It's on Thursday or maybe that's Thursday. Oh, yeah, that's Thursday morning. So it's not like it's not meant for American audiences, but American audiences can watch it on Prime. It's going to be 8.30 a.m. Eastern time. These aren't names that people are going to know. The, the, the main fight is the, for the featherweight Muay Thai championship. It seems like most of this is not MMA, actually. There are MMA fights on there, but it seems like the big ones, kickboxing, Muay Thai, kickboxing. Yeah. You think you're going to see more fighters move to 1FC? They say Paulo Costa only has one fight left on his contract. You think more fighters are going to start leaving their contracts? I think, especially for American fighters, once one starts hosting fights in America, which they plan to in 2023, then yeah, why not? Like right now, you got to go all the way to Singapore if you live in America. Like, do you want to do that? Probably not. They start hosting fights in Vegas or other you know, tax-friendly nearby flight states, then yeah, why wouldn't you? It's apparent they treat their fighters well. Yeah, I wonder how much they are paying their regular fighters that didn't fight in the UFC. Because you have people like Anthony Pettis making like 750 grand now. I think it's like he's in PFL, but like the same idea. Yeah, PFL is a different story, but yes. Still 750 a fight. He's like, that's more than I made in like eight fights in the UFC. And Pettis was a champion. Yeah, I would also argue they're losing out on that one, though. That's a bad business deal, not one that you should model the market after. No, but sometimes you got to invest a little bit in the beginning and lose a little, but at least then people become aware because people know Pettis. So you need sometimes that name recognition. Yeah, they could have got him for cheaper, I think. But they got Shane Burgos, which I think is another big pickup. I mean, Dana said that they lost on that deal. Yeah, that was interesting that Dana said that. He goes, we fucked up. Mm Mm-hmm. And he never admits like things like that. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he probably doesn't have his hands tied in that per se. And then he goes and sees that and he's like, oh, you guys fucked up. I feel like that's the type of thing that should have crossed him. The talent on the roster. Who knows? Maybe he's too obsessed with Dana White Contender Series. Yo, did you see that they signed the 17-year-old kid? And he looked amazing. Yes, he also looks odd. It looks like he has no nose because his nose has been broken since he's been 13 years old. Bro, his chin, his whole head looks crazy. Yeah, he, he looks like... He looks baby. like an anime drawing of a bad yeah. guy. <laughs> I was going to say like a baby, a Bigfoot Silva, like his... Okay, yeah, like Bigfoot Silva would be an anime bad guy. Except yeah. this guy has like the same head shape and size, but is way lighter. Yeah, Raul Rosas Jr., 17 years old. He did look good. He looked very good. He looked looked very good. Yes, sure. But like, I don't know. Part of me feels like, is it half publicity, half talent? You know? 
he was doing stuff that looked he threw a flying knee and turned that into a double leg takedown i've never seen that like he was doing some stuff that i've never seen he threw out a submission where he pulled the guy's leg over that guy's own face like yeah i mean he's part of was it goat shed that team is crazy i love that team they spar hard all the time and they do crazy shit like that i never heard of that team where are they from goat shed yeah look up on instagram they're a good follow because they just post hardcore clips of sparring and they always write the comments you know like about oh what coach would allow this to happen or like they always post those things about their own videos which i find funny because they're just what? mocking the internet, like, oh, you shouldn't train like that, or oh, you shouldn't choose this hard. Oh, they, they have uh, a lot are, of talent. They're based in Miami, and it says a, a cerebral based MMA and self defense academy focused on continuously evolving technical approach to combat. It's interesting. I like that. Check them out on Instagram. They, they're easily like the hardest training people I know. I know like the Alliance guys, they spar hard and often. I don't know if it's still like that. There aren't that many gyms sparring hard all the time, and they do. Interesting. Do you think 17 is too young? The kid is 6-0 as a professional and yeah, 6-0 and as an amateur. Yeah, you think it's too young? Yeah. I feel that way too. Developmentally for their health, I also think like now the road to riches at 17, like unless you have good guidance, which I'm going to assume you don't, <laughs> things get bad drugs alcohol money like sometimes that could be the problem i was just gonna say maybe just wait till 18 19 at least sure like 17 just feels like Any a little bit like too young but like make him work two years and i don't know just to put your body through that so much so fast i think your body also has just only a certain amount of miles the country doesn't even allow you to drink or smoke at that point do you think I mean, like, we can take that seriously. The kid looks like a freak, though, like where he could be a champion by his 22. Maybe. But also, I think, yeah, you could be too young. Look at Charles Oliveira. When he first came into the UFC, he was 20 years old. I think he was the youngest guy on the entire roster. Mm -hmm. And he only really started getting good like five years ago. You know, I think it was like 27, 28 when he came into his like man body. Different people, different things, for sure. Like, you can use that line. I think like Holloway too. Holloway was at one point the youngest fighter in the UFC. He was twenty years old. Yeah. I think he. I think it's when he became like a man a little bit. Like he really, you got to grow into your body. I mean, yeah, maybe they wouldn't they have been. Feed hopefully, they don't feed him to like big guys too soon. It's also kind of weird, athletic commission wise. Like, if I were lined up to fight a seventeen-year-old, I would decline hundred percent. No way, I'm doing it. No, there's no chance. There's no win. You win, you beat a kid. You lose, you lost to a kid. Sucks. I mean, not yeah, but also you're beating up a kid. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's weird. That's weird to me. And I know he could probably kick a lot of men's asses. But he that's, did. There's, yeah, there's no... I, I, yeah, I just don't believe that's right. Where do you draw lines? Yeah, I mean, if you're 17 and you play tennis or golf or basketball, like, fuck it. Like, LeBron, like, you know... Yeah, money, riches. Like, I don't care about that part because sure. that's always going to be tempting and you should have guidance. Sure. So, this is a violent, violent sport. In a sport I where I have to break you in some way. Yeah, I don't want to do that to a kid. Yeah, I feel like 21 is... Like, again, they're, they're not really equipped to make the best decisions for themselves. So them walking into the cage at 17, I'm not about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I feel I feel you. Maybe he did it out of publicity, but I, I feel like half of it is publicity. Surely I'm not saying like he wouldn't be signed otherwise, but I think that is a huge bonus to it. Especially when you have guys like Bo Nickel, who's like almost an Olympian and maybe the greatest college right, wrestler. Not signed. Yeah, not signed and still <laughs> Dana White contender series. I think Bo yeah. competes this next Wednesday. This coming That's- Wednesday. He's definitely getting signed after that. Some people think if he fought Izzy now, it could be close. Like his wrestling is that fucking good. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I think it could be. I think that's also the weirdest thing about fighting is like to get ranked and to build up is more about like who you verse than actually how good you are. Yeah. I I think that is a lot of it nowadays because – there's a lot of guys in every single division that I can see losing to a guy that's not in the ranked and they can't get ranked because they can't beat the guy to get them in the ranking, but they can beat the number one guy or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like Shakvat Rachmanov. He can fucking definitely beat Leon Edwards in a fight if he had the opportunity to fight him. Right. Well, I mean, that might still come to fruition, but like, it is a weird thing to me. But it'll come to fruition after he wins three, four more fights. But he could have wanted today, you know, if they did fight. There was a fighter. I forget who it was. He was undefeated for a while. But people at the gym would beat him up all the time. I forget who it was. And they're like, oh, he just knows how to put it together, like, for, like, the stage. But then he started losing. And then they were like, oh, no, it's just now the right people got his number. Was it Shabazian? Shabazian was one, yeah. The middleweight? Dark it wasn't who I was thinking of particularly, but yeah, he was one that was like that. Yeah, totally but I've heard Shabazian was also like clowning fools when he was really young too. Kind of like this kid. Yeah, fighting is it's a different game and different people reach their peak at different times. I feel like Dan Henderson and Glover Teixeira reached their peak later. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Shogun won pride at 21. Mm-hmm. It's like a combination, like if speed is your game, then like maybe youth is the best of your, like, you know, but. Oh, Miles Jerry was another one. He's undefeated for a while, but like in training, people would beat him. You know, like the allure of undefeated makes it seem like, you know, no one's really beaten them yet. No one's figured them out yet. No, no, no. Many people have figured them out. Just no one that's been across from the cage in that professional circuit. Yeah, in a competition. But like. An amateur may have had his ass or like another professional was, you know, just has his number, you know, but you don't see that. That'd be fun to see. That's like a, well, not like it, but who did we interview? Big Russ? Yeah. And he would have a big Russ. We interviewed him. Artie used to train with him and he used to train with Daniel Cormier. He was a sparring partner with Daniel Cormier. And there was a picture where he was on top of Cormier once, like throwing some punches or something like in sparring. And Cormier like gave Russ props. And you figure if he fought Cormier 40 times, he's going to win once or twice, right? Like, it's not right. like he's going to win 100% of the time. So I wonder how Russ might feel like on any given moment. If everything- maybe Russ wins in the training room and not in the cage. But then, yeah, maybe it's also because Russ couldn't get to that platform to be, you know, like it's a weird, it's a very weird thing. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't know, like the rankings maybe don't matter as much as we all think they do. Look, on any given moment, there might be 50 people that could be the best fighter in the world. Right. If, every, if everything goes right at that moment, like it's like. But I'm also not saying like, don't be interested in the fight because like of that, like 
a fight between two people is still a fight between two people. Yeah. I think when I look at people's records now, I'm not so harsh where it's like, oh, you beat the... We don't know how good that person was back then too. Like, you know, and how resumes age. And it's like, you're still in the cage with this man that's fucking trained. Mm-hmm. So it's not like... And it's, I guess you could say the same thing with football. Like on any given Sunday, anybody could win, you know, like Mm -hmm. a team like the Jets may suck, but all those people were the best in college, you know? So they have some fucking ability and these coaches are still good and they get paid millions. All all they do is practice. So they may be not that good, but you can't underestimate them. Sure. I I mean, earlier, I think it's worse. Earlier tonight, I was saying Cooper Rush sucks. He's one of the best people in the world that can throw a football. (laughs) <laughs> he just sucks in relation to the top 32 people in the world yeah yeah i don't know i'm i think that's why i want to just see more fights where less people care about losses because you lose to somebody well that guy was great i that's why i respect izzy too like he doesn't talk about the yan loss like well he does talk about the yan loss but he's like the ufc will be like oh izzy never lost the middleweight but then izzy will be like yo but i lost the yan and he's like, I don't care that I lost to Jan. Like, Jan's a great fighter. Like, I respect yeah. that. Yeah. Good. Good. Take those challenges. And then just because that person beats you doesn't mean you're bad. It just means that person's that much better. So great. Like, yeah. you, you highlight somebody else for what they've been able to do. Well, I also think it's easier for someone like Izzy, who's been in like, he's lost a handful of times in a different sport that's also combat. So he's dealt with how to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that's a little easier. Like, if you're just coming up in MMA, there's no other background of competitive, then, then it's different. Yeah, I feel like all these people have competed in something, though. And when you first typically. start training, you lose. Yeah, typically. You're a freak like Gordon Ryan or something. Everybody's been tapped. I mean, some guys are just training MMA when they're, like, kids now, and they just go up through that. And that's, like, their style. See, I'd want my potential kid to train early, but not get hit in the face so much. I would try to like avoid that. Like, you could do like pancreation style stuff, no headshots, but it's MMA. Would you want your kid to be like an MMA fighter later? Like, say, not 17, but like they're like 23 and they're like, yeah, I want to fight. Uh, I would want my kid to do whatever they wanted to do, but I'm hoping that they would have better options on their table. Now, if the best option on their table was that, then I hope they were so good at it that they would make a shit ton of money. Okay. Okay. Because I don't know if a young guy, like someone that's 17 years old, understands that even though they might make a decent bank right now, what is their life going to be like at 30, 35, 40, or 45? And a 17-year-old doesn't really care what they're going to be like at 45 because it's so far away to them. But when they get to that age, then they're going to realize, oh, yeah, I'm not going to be able to be there for my kids. Fuck. Would you say the same thing if they wanted to do football or another sport? Yes. Again, I'm going to support them in their choices. I just hope that they're equipped enough to have that foresight and also that they have other options at least to contend with. I'm hoping that like they don't get caught into thinking like that's their only lane and that there isn't a big prospect of it to make you go into it as opposed to just like, no, I'm going to try to get into it even though they don't have like the early talent. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I don't think I would care that much as long as they're older. And I feel like they could, they're making a clear decision. 17, it seems so young, but they should start training. 
because you can't just start something at 23 sure. in, in a professional sport. But it'd be like, oh, be smart about it, not get hit in the head so much. I mean, it depends on the kid too. Like, what if what if your son is, you know, 21? If he's like 145, you might be like, ah. But if this guy's like just a solid brick of muscle and he's been like competing in wrestling his whole life, you're like, ah, oh, this kind of makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it really depends on the context. Yeah. Like if my son just played tennis his whole life and then I was like, nah, at 19, he's like, nah, I want to like be a fighter. I'm going to be like, ooh, just train with me for a bit. <laughs> yeah, of course. You'll be able to see firsthand. Yeah. I just was like, I wanted to tell that guy's dad, I'm like, how do you let him? His no- he has no nose, that kid. Like, it's just like a piece of cartilage. He looks he's like, all chin. like He looks like a Diaz brother already. Like his, he's got an adult face now because it's just been hit so much. Bro, if they were going to cast a Frankenstein, number one pick. Yeah. He's a good kid. He's a sweet kid. He looks no, like a sweet No, he is. I'm just so saying, sweet. like, you can look at him and see that he has been hit too much. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. 17. 17 year old should not look like that. Yeah. That's how you get CTE. That's how you snap at, like, 34. Yeah. And then at what point do we hold people accountable for that? Coaches, family. Like, at what point? At what point are we going to have enough data to say like, oh, hey, we shouldn't do this at this age or at this time? Or, you know, is a parent's consent enough for something like that? I don't know. I'm not saying it, it either way. I, I'm just saying, I don't know. Data is really starting to turn the corner on these things. Yeah, people need the money too. You know, it's about opportunity. Yeah. It's like if you have the opportunity to be a star. Tennis players, the reason I brought up tennis is people will start at four, like professionally. Mm-hmm. competing against the best like gymnasts and like fucking same thing 15 16 17 18 and they've been training since like eight nine yeah bodies get fucking jacked but also like a little fucked up most people don't make it but you have to go through that to try so who are we to say well yeah with fighting if people are i don't know pain, the risks but maybe that's just what we think it just seems a little bit extra brutal it's like the iranian people like they know how to fight but like should they fight or they're gonna risk death you know, like attacking the police mm-hmm. officer, but then it's like, well, then they don't do anything. Then maybe they feel like, fuck, I never did anything. And my kids are going to grow up in this. Yes. It's just such a hard question to like answer. Like, do you fight or not fight? Yeah, that's a whole nother question. In Russia right now, they just said mobilize 300,000 troops. Oh, wow. So they're just reservists. So these are people that didn't expect to fight that are now having to fight where it's a lot easier to support something when you're not fighting, but now like regular people are fighting and they're showing like people are just showing up hammered and they're being just like taken on buses. Oh really? Yeah. Cause the no- you want to know the number ones right after Putin came out with this like uh, nightly news segment, basically like, I'm like, okay, we're going to start mobilizing 300,000 troops. They're going to be reservists. They're going to be people within this age group. And it's people that have seen some combat experience. The thing is, that was kind of a lie. They're taking a lot broader group of people. Like some of these people are like 35, 36 years old. And there was like videos of them like going into the place being like, oh, I have a job. And they're like, don't worry, your job will still be safe. And they're like, oh, you're not going to go in the front lines. And then like they've been put in the front lines like right away. Like, And now you have other people that are like, well, I don't want to go. And so the number one Google search was how to get out of Russia. And oh, plane, dang. T- plane tickets went from $1,000 to $4,000 to $7,000. And then 
Putin also put out a decree basically saying, if you're a male between 16 and 60, you can't fly out of the country unless you get a special notice. Wow. And so real shit is happening. And they said like five. Up to 62. Dang. Yeah. And, and five military enlistment offices have had fires set in them. Like there's like crazy shit that's like happening. And imagine you're this person now that doesn't want to fight. And so you have two options. You have three options. One, you don't fight. You go to jail for 10 to 15 years. Or worse. Um, You go to Ukraine and you have to kill people that you don't feel like killing. Or you go to Ukraine and you get killed. Yeah. And so what do you do? Do you just take the gun and then try to shoot your officer? But then you go to jail. So what are your choices of who are you? Or then you just go to jail and then you can't feed your family. You're in such a shitty predicament. Oh, and so then the number two search after how to get out of Russia was how to break your own arm. Oh, wow. Because that's one of the only ways to get out of it is if you have your own. That's crazy. And so people are willing to injure themselves so they don't have to go. Join jujitsu. Someone will arm bar you. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tap. Uh, It's just crazy. I've never tried to imagine what would I have to do? Like there's no right choice you fucked either way you're fucked yep and you're just born there there's no it is wild i lived a a good life i tried my heart it's just you're put in the situation now and no matter what you do is wrong yeah i think it's a weird world because we get very comfortable but it's actually a really wild unstable place that we all just have a veil of ignorance over everybody at one point or another yeah it's a weird thing and I just want to add one more geopolitical thing. Go ahead. There, was, there were rumors that the leader, dictator of China, Xi Jinping, was ousted in a coup. And just nobody knows yet. And people are like, well, we would have known. But China is also so secretive about everything. And it's just like, imagine they had a fucking civil war. It would be like all of Asia's fucked. Iran, China, Russia. Like, those are three giant countries who knows what's like capable i don't know i just feel like we live in a very that's a big conspiracy right there not that i believe it but that man that man xi jinping has probably more power than anybody in the world at this moment singular Mm. sure the president of america whether it's trump or biden at like does have a ton of power but in our country we have like rules so nobody could just do whatever they want and China does have rules too, but they have less in that sense where they will give their supreme leaders supreme powers. And you got to figure there's a few other people that are close to that power that may want that. Mm-hmm. And who's to say that they don't also have friends and try to seize it? And if they did seize it because say Xi Jinping is like, well, I don't want to go to Taiwan yet. And the other guy's like, I want to fucking go to Taiwan. Because like, I guarantee the way Putin thinks... We think like, yo, I want to have a good family. Maybe I want to have a lot of money. Maybe I want to be a champion of a sport. But people like Putin, I think, think I want to be looked at like Caesar. Like I want to be remembered for a thousand years. Mm -hmm. And those are the types of people that are close to being remembered for a thousand years. Like Hitler will be remembered for a thousand years, you know? Mm -hmm. And so how many lives is he willing to sacrifice to be recognized for that? That's why I don't trust any leader. Mm-hmm. they have that mentality where to some degree yes oh I'll, fine I'll sacrifice three million of you 
but I will be known forever. Like that's got to be some hardcore fucking drug. Yeah. If you want to be in that position, you're essentially saying that you can make collateral damage decisions, which if you can make that type of decision, you're already a little fucked up. Yeah. There's no president that hasn't had blood on their hands. Yeah. Everyone has done drone strikes. Everybody is, yeah, yep. wielded force and violence. The golden think, standard of our world, man. I think, I think we should pay attention to the news over the next six months. I don't know. I just feel like something is like brewing. And it feels like kind of dangerous. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. All right, we'll end on that note. Oh, you know what I want to ask you? I haven't asked you in a long time. If there's fight. anyone you could fight, is there anyone on your mind lately? Yeah, Tom Hardy. Ooh, okay. Tom Hardy, you're taking everything I work for. <laughs> no, yeah, I, love <laughs> I respect Tom Hardy because I feel like Tom Hardy, if I lose to Bane, that's so fucking cool. And if I beat Bane, that's like, yo, Batman shit. And he seems like the type of person that after it will have a drink with you, maybe smoke a spliff and like talk about the role. Like I feel like it would, or fight. I feel like it would be fun and a great story. Okay. That's cool. So, I like that. So I would like to do that. Who, who like would you that. like to fight right now? I don't really have anyone in mind, but I guess now that I think about it, every Batman <laughs> all of them pattinson yeah. bale bale would be a good fight maybe clooney kilmer keaton oh that's weird clooney kilmer keaton Ke Ke right <laughs> and christian bale yeah that, that's that's good i also i also would fight the president of iran that'd be fun just to be like that'd be cool if i wanted to be like some folk hero or something like mm -hmm. that'd be exciting but no for fun tom hardy definitely all right that's a great one yeah, when yeah. I saw him the gi, I was like, I got to train harder this week. Maybe do a couple of gi classes. Oh, sick. Oh, so you're that guy. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm one of those yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. <laughs> I think That's Joe Rogan... I, I am that guy. I'm, I mean, look, I, I obviously trained, but yeah. I definitely think Joe Rogan had an influence on me, and I definitely think... I think it was more the UFC had the yeah. influence on me. But other people, they're always learning stuff from celebrities, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll be that guy. All right. I'll be that guy. You are that guy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Oh, in any instance, did, do you know if Brian was on Anything Goes yet? No, I don't think so. Don't okay. Know. All right. Just checking. We'll see. When it is, it is. We'll have to give him a shout out. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks for listening. Like always, guys. We'll catch you next time. All right. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or if you would like to fight us, send us a DM on Instagram at philosophy underscore fighting.